Time now for spinning my dad's vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Vaccarello. Thanks, sweetie, and thank you for tuning into episode 27 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. It's the Independence Day episode. So what better way to honor America than with the best damn band in the land? Get ready for some high-stepping, fast-marching, and fancy formations in Volume 27, Buckeyes, Brass, and Independence.
the stars and stripes forever. I love how the trumpets had to take over the piccolo part as that tune was originally written. And John Philip Sousa wrote that he composed that march on Christmas Day, 1896. By a 1987 act of the U.S. Congress, it is the official national march of the United States of America. Okay, why this album? Well, my parents, my mom especially, loved marching band music. My dad played in the marching band at Mentor High School. Two of my siblings and I were in the Riverside High School marching band. I was a year of college marching band at Kent State. Five of my parents' seven grandchildren were also in the Riverside marching band, now known as the Riverside Regiment. In fact, my sibs and I now award an annual $1,000 scholarship in my parents' name. The Frank and Pauline Vaccarella Memorial Scholarship goes to an instrument-playing member of the Riverside Regiment. We started that soon after my mom died, and we added my dad's name uh, just last year. Now, being from Ohio, of course, we are all fans of the Buckeyes. In fact, on a trip to Columbus not even a month ago, my daughter and I stopped outside the horseshoe for a couple of photos and were fond of the OSU marching band, especially their tradition of playing what was later named the state rock and roll song after the first quarter of every game. That tradition spread to many high schools in the states, including ours in the mid-1970s. It also was my mom's favorite marching band tune, and I'll finish the show with that one. We'll hear more Sousa in a bit, but first, let's play the song my girlfriend suggested I find for an Independence Day episode. That's really why this album for this episode. My Dad's Vinyl. Overture 
1776 with music and lyrics by Sherman Edwards that was written for the Broadway musical 1776, which debuted on Broadway in 1969. You also heard Yankee Doodle, which is older than the American Revolution and has had lyrics added to it over the years. Now, let's learn about the album for this episode. The Ohio State University Marching Band, Stars, Stripes, and Brass. It's on the FSR label, number FSRS, 1294. It's a vinyl LP format, was released in 1974. It's the brass and military genre. Its style is marches. Now, uh, let's take a look at the uh, liner notes, which because my dad has a sticker over it, I have to read it off a picture uh, on the computer over here. Quickly now, what's big, bright, bold, and brassy, proud and powerful? Colorful as a mountain rainbow, an ever-changing melting pot of talents? Suppose you answered the U.S. on the threshold of its third century, you'd be absolutely correct. But what if you guessed the Ohio State University Marching Band, saluting the country's achievements in a melodic outpouring of patriotic fervor? Right again, and very perceptive. Ohio State, which has been making brass band history for decades, has chosen to pioneer some rich musical ground for this commemorative album. It's a potpourri of Americana with heavy emphasis, as might be expected, on tunes to inspire listeners of Buckeye Persuasion. It goes on to talk about uh, all of the songs on the album. Uh, Let's now talk about the value on Discogs. It was $7 right across the board, lowest, highest, and median. eBay had a nice, interesting range from $9.99 to $33.91. And then I found it on Etsy because I was looking for something else on this album. And I found a copy for $140. They did say it was in perfect condition. I really hope so. My dad's record is in fair condition. So is the cover. Now, there's a sticker on the back for some reason that's not his usual address label. Kind of looks like some of the stickers you would see uh, in the radio station where DJs would make notations when they played it, that sort of thing. Um, I'll, I'll call the entire thing in fair condition, and I will value it at $1.50. All right, let's hear all the other Sousa tunes I ever played all rolled into one.
Semper Souza, arranged by Frank Seymour. I seem to be in a marching rhythm at this point, so I'm going to slow down for the biography of our featured composer on this album. John Philip Souza, born November 6, 1854, died March 6, 1932 was an American composer and conductor of the late Romantic era known primarily for American military marches. He is known as the March King. Among his best-known marches are Stars and Stripes Forever, the National March of the United States of America, Semper Fidelis, Official March of the United States Marine Corps, the Liberty Bell, the Thunderer, and the Washington Post. Souza began his career playing violin and studying music theory and composition under John Esputa and George Felix Benkert. His father enlisted him in the United States Marine Band as an apprentice in 1868. He left the band in 1875, and over the next five years, he performed as a violinist and learned to conduct. In 1880, he rejoined the Marine Band, and he served there for 12 years as director, after which he organized his own band. From 1880 until his death, he focused exclusively on conducting and writing music. Sousa aided in the development of the sousaphone, a large brass instrument similar to the tuba. Upon the outbreak of World War I, Sousa was awarded a wartime commission of lieutenant commander to lead the Naval Reserve Band in Illinois. He then returned to conduct the Sousa Band until his death in 1932. Now, I also want to touch on the band you are hearing performing on this recording. The Ohio State University Marching Band earned its name as the best damn band in the land by developing many famous marching band innovations, including floating and animated formations, script writing, and the fast cadence with a high knee lift. The band's Script Ohio is considered by many to be the most memorable tradition in college band history. Carrying on the tradition of excellence that dates back to the late 1800s, the 228-piece Pride of the Buckeyes is one of the few college all-brass and percussion bands in the U.S. and is acknowledged as the largest of its type in the world. An ensemble that includes student members from all over the country. 
The OSUMB strives to continue a legacy of hard work, determination, and Buckeye pride while performing at Ohio State football games and other events during the fall semester. And now let's hear some music that has deep roots at Ohio State. Spinning my dad's vinyl. The Buckeye Battle Cry, written by Frank Crummett in 1919, even though he's an Ohio University bobcat 
graduate. Uh, before that was the Regiment de Sombre et Muse by Robert Planquette and Paul Cezano, written in 1870, the year OSU was founded, and the band was also singing at the end there, the Buckeye Battle Cry. Now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with Le Regiment. One of the most enduring traditions in college is the Script Ohio. Script Ohio was first performed by the band on October 10, 1936, and has become the quintessential formation of the Ohio State University Marching Band. Band director Eugene Weigel based the looped Ohio script design on the marquee sign of the Lowe's Ohio Theater in downtown Columbus and created the most identifiable trademark associated with Ohio State football and the marching band. The script is an integrated series of evolutions and formations. The band first forms a triple block O formation, then slowly unwinds to form the famous letters while playing Robert, Robert Planquette's Le Regiment de Sombre et Muse. The drum major leads the outside O into a peel-off movement around the curves of the script, with every musician in continual motion. Slowly, the three blocks unfold into a long, singular line which loops around, creating this trademark. Each time the band performs Script Ohio, a different fourth or fifth-year sousaphone player is chosen to stand as the dot in the eye of Ohio. Because the Script Ohio formation was one of many new formations included by director Weigel, no extra emphasis was placed on the dotting. Originally, an E-flat cornet player, John Brungart, was the first I-dotter, but in the fall of 1937, Weigel turned to Glenn Johnson, a sousaphone player, and had him take his place on the dot. A year later, when the drum major arrived at the top of the eye three or four measures too early, Johnson turned and bowed to the crowd to use up the rest of the music. The crowd roared, and the bow has been part of the show since then. Today, toward the end of the formation, drum major and the eye dotter high-five each other. Then, with 16 measures to go in the song, they strut to the top of the eye. When they arrive... The drum major points to the spot, and the eye-dotter turns and bows deeply to both sides of the stadium. On very rare occasions, exceptional non-band members are offered the invitation to be an honorary eye-dotter in recognition of their service to Ohio State and to the band. Previous honorary eye-dotters have included comedian Bob Hope in 1978, former Ohio State coach Woody Hayes in 83, golfer Jack Nicholas in 2006, Senator John and Annie Glenn in 2009, retiring marching band director John R. Woods in 2011, and former Ohio State football coach Earl Bruce, who dotted the eye on October 1, 2016, and said, quote, I think this is the greatest honor I've ever received, unquote. The most recent honorary eye-dotter was 100-year-old Anthony Violi, an alumnus who dotted on September 22, 2018, during the alumni reunion game against Tulane. I want to thank the Ohio, the Ohio State University website on marching bands for all of that material. Now let's hear from all of the teams in the Big Ten, at least the 10 that were there in 1974.
There is the Big Ten Medley, arranged by Richard Heine. What a great way to celebrate Independence Day than with a great marching band, music that occupied so much of all of our lives in my family. And what better group of musicians to do the honors than the best damn band in the land, a favorite of my parents. Most of my family still participate in the alumni band every year at homecoming. In 2014, my dad joined us in the band to have four generations of Vaccarellos on the field as my niece's son, my parents' great-grandson, was present as a Band-Aid. So here's how I introduced my family and this next song from the field that year. It took nearly 40 years to get to a very special occasion here tonight, but there are four generations of the Vaccarello family on the field. Band Booster President from the late 70s, Frank Bagwell. From the class of 1980, son Frank. Hi there. From the class of 1983, son, as well as co-founder and still annual organizer of the alumni band, plus your regular voice, Mike. From 1984, daughter-in-law, Sheila. From the class of 1989, daughter, Michelle, and son-in-law, Aaron Lindros. From the class of 2011, grandson Will and 2013, grandson Jimmy, senior grandson Vinny, junior granddaughter Molly Lindros, and serving as a Band-Aid tonight, an eighth grader at John R., Dylan Wilson, he is Frank's great-grandson. Let's hear it for four generations of Baccarolos. And of course, the person to blame for all of this is also sitting in the stands, longtime band booster and Frank's wife, Pauline, who right now is saying, hey, I don't care what your daddy do, because you know, we just want you to play Hang On Sloopy. My Dad's Vinyl.
Westminster Chimes and Carmen, Ohio, which was composed by Freddie Cornell in 1902. Yes, I threw in another tune in there because win or lose, at the end of every game, the Buckeye football team sings and the marching band plays Carmen, Ohio to the Buckeye fans. Before that, Hang On Sloopy, written in 1965 by Wes Farrell and Burt Burns, originally performed by the McCoys and has been declared the official rock and roll song for the state of Ohio. O-H-I-O. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the July 4th special, Volume 27, Buckeyes, Brass, and Independence, However You Did. If you want more information about this podcast, head over to SpinningMyDad'sVinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops with Volume 28, Ben-Hur. Until then, go with the flow, my friends. (laughs) 